Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, everybody, Ed Kratz here with the co host of Eagles Unfiltered, joined by my colleague, John McMullen. We are with SI.com. Eagle Maven. It's a beautiful fall afternoon here in South Philadelphia on Friday. Just a handful of hours until the Chargers come to town to play the Philadelphia Eagles, who uh, are coming off a destruction of the Detroit Lions 44-6 that has given a lot of optimism to fans here in the Delaware Valley region that now the Eagles are ready for a playoff push. I'm not so sure. John, what do you think? Um, they might be, but only for two reasons, Ed, and that's the fact that the seventh uh, team in the NFC uh, wildcard race is going to be a pretty bad team. They're going to be about 500, maybe a little bit below, maybe a little bit above. Uh, we're talking today, Carolina would be that number seven team at four and four. They're a game ahead of the Eagles right now. We're three and five. And oh, by the way, the Eagles beat the Panthers. Yep. So. It's not like this is a crazy scenario. And and what I've, I've kind of said is that this game against the Chargers on Sunday could be, could be the most difficult game the Eagles have left on the schedule. The second half of the schedule is really soft in the good teams. Dallas is obviously the best team week 18. At that point, though, they may have nothing to play for. That could be Cooper Rush and a bunch of reserves. And then you look at New Orleans in a couple of weeks and you say, it's a pretty good team, but what happened? They just lost their quarterback and they're starting Trevor Simeon this week. So really soft part of the schedule. If the Eagles can find a way to beat the Chargers, that optimism might be real. Well, that's the thing we're going to talk about here is can they beat the Chargers? The Chargers have lost two in a row. Uh, they're sitting at four and three. They got off to that hot start. They, like the Eagles, have a rookie head coach in Brandon Staley, who, you know, when the Chargers are sitting there at four and one, you're thinking, okay, maybe this guy can be the coach of the year in his first season as a head coach. And now, you know, the rose is off the bloom or however you want to put it, but they've struggled in their two losses, no doubt. Their defense, their run defense in particular, is terrible. They're ranked dead last. 32nd. Yeah. 32nd. They give up almost 160 yards per game on the ground. And we saw last week, John, that the Eagles are pretty good on the ground. They ran for 236 yards in that win over the Lions. Uh, they had 46 runs. They only threw the ball 16 times. Hurts, Jalen Hurts only threw it 14. I don't think that's going to be the formula this week because, like you said, the, San, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, they can score some points. So the Eagles are going to have to keep this one, uh, you know, relatively close to continue to want to run the ball. I don't know if they can. My concern in this game, John, is Justin Herbert, the second-year quarterback. We've already seen the Eagles' defense give up four games. Four quarterbacks have stung them for 80-plus percent completion percentage, and Herbert 
has that kind of ability. If the Eagles don't shore that up, he could make it a long day in South Philadelphia. Yeah, he's a really talented quarterback. And uh, I think, and I'm kind of on record when people were talking about, you know, some of the rookie head coaches who, by the way, Nick Sirianni's had success against Arthur Smith week one last week, Dan Campbell this week. We'll see with Brandon Staley. But uh, when people were talking about who the Eagles should hire, uh, Brandon Staley was somebody they wanted to talk to, uh, uh, but he, he decided he was really uh, almost had that Chargers job, and he kind of knew he was going to go in that direction, turn them down. Um, you know, a lot of people speculated which way you should go, which way this. You know, Brandon Staley's that defensive guy, and, and you know, he, he was coming from a Rance team that was number one ranked defense in the NFL. He was with Big Pangio before that. They always had great defenses in Chicago and Denver. Um, this is the first time. Uh, and as I delved into some of my Chargers info this week, first time his he's had a defense that's given up over 20 points a game, whether he was the wow. coordinator or an assistant coach. So something's not clicking there, and that something is stopping the run. And look. They have bad defensive tackles. Before we got on here, we were talking about Jerry Tillery, very disappointing first-round pick from a couple years ago, right in the middle of that defense. They have a bunch of undersized guys uh, playing in the back seven. So, you know, they're good in pass coverage. We see it here in Philadelphia. The Eagles have been trying to do that with Eric Wilson, who just got cut this week. Undersized guys who are bad in run support. You know, we talked about this on, on John's show this morning, Birds 365, and you really should tune into that show in the, uh, every morning from 8 to 10. Uh, fantastic show, but we talked about this this morning. I was on the John's show. and uh, Rookie head coaches. Who is the best yeah. rookie head coach in the NFL right now? And it's got to be Nick Sirianni, right? I mean, you know, you Urban Meyer, right, struggling in Jacksonville. He's David already beat Culley, David yeah. Kelly struggling in Houston. He's already beaten two of them. Yeah, Arthur Smith and uh, Dan Campbell uh, and Brandon Staley's right so there. So this in the mix. is this is like the, the the matchup for the best rookie head coach. Yeah, I that? mean Brandon Staley is four and three, so he's got a little bit of an edge on Nick Sirianni from a record standpoint. Uh, but if Nick Sirianni beats the Chargers, you've got to say <laughs> at least through halfway through the first season, he's the best rookie head coach and. Who would have thought that a couple of weeks ago when people are killing Nick Sirianni for flower power? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Sirianni's gotten a little bit of a pass this week because of the, you know, the way they went out and not just beat the Lions. They just throttled the Lions. It wasn't even close. And Detroit was a team that had played some close competitive games during their winless uh, run here to start the year. Uh, but the Eagles really uh, took them out early and they never let them get up off the mat. So it was an encouraging performance. Um, I've kind of been buoyed by it. We talked about the playoffs. They are one game out of the playoffs with nine to go. We're not even at Thanksgiving yet. Uh, so it is premature, but it's something that, you know, since they added that extra wild card team, it's something that needs to be considered. And yeah, you could say that seventh seed is going to be a bad team. Maybe it's Philadelphia that gets in at nine and eight or something like that or eight and nine, but I still say the value of a playoff appearance would do wonders for a team that's very young at some of the skill positions, obviously, with Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, uh, Quez Watkins, Jalen Hurts. I mean, they're young. They have a young defense, more or less. You have some veterans, but, you know, the Milton Williams, Davion Taylor, 
um, you know, guys like that would really benefit from a berth in the playoffs, get some of that postseason taste and uh, get them wanting more of that as their careers go on. Yeah, and most notably the quarterback. I mean, I think that would be really helpful for the quarterback. And we talked about where are the Eagles going to go in 2022. Well, you know, they might not have an option. You might have to go. I think people too often think about are they going to go with Jalen Hurts or are they going to go with a different quarterback whether it's acquiring a Russell Wilson type or drafting a Kenny Pickett type there's there's also door number C and that says you have the bridge quarterback for another year and and then you try to solve the position long term uh, in 2023 and that might be the most likely option and if that's the case you want the young quarterback getting a, a, as much experience in big-time situations as possible, even if it is just a bridge. So it would be tremendously helpful for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I think you meant door letter C or door number three there. I, uh, but yeah, I, door I, C, whatever. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, I one, did I say one, two, and C? Is that what I did? <laughs> I think you said door C. Uh, door number C. But anyway, door, whatever. Door, anyway, door yeah. number C. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> we can laugh about it because the Eagles won a game, right? Everybody feels better after they win a game. But you know what? They haven't had a win at home, John. That's been yeah, kind of a talking strange. point this year. Uh, they've only had three home games so far, um, but, but all three of their wins have come on the road. Uh, they've played four on the road, three at home. Uh, what do you make of that? Is that really a big deal? They haven't won at home. I, I think it is because if you go back to the Doug Peterson era, uh, they were kind of dominant at Lincoln Financial Field. Now the opponents have been pretty good. Let's face it. I mean, yeah. you have the two Super Bowl teams, Tampa right. Bay and Kansas City, but you also have to be fair and say Kansas City hasn't performed like what we thought they were going to be, and then San Francisco's the other game, and they've been a disappointment. So. What looked really tough wasn't as tough as we thought it was. The Eagles still weren't able to get any wins. You know, I thought it was interesting. Jason Kelsey talked earlier this week. And, you know, you know, Ed, Jason is very honest. And he wasn't trying to bury Jonathan Gannon or anything of that nature. But he, he did kind of ruminate that the way Jim Schwartz played was probably better playing at home because it was so aggressive about getting to the quarterback for the front four and you have all the noise at Lincoln Financial Field. You have to use the silent snaps if you're the opposing offense. And maybe it was a little bit better to play at home. It was kind of just, as I said, ruminating on camera, thinking what could the issue be? Bottom line here, though, is they got to win a home game. I mean, they got to win a home game at, at some point and they have a good opportunity this week against a good team, but not a great team. I think this is the latest in the season an Eagles team has been winless at home since 2013 with Chip Kelly when it was November 17th when they won their first home game. Now, this is the Eagles' last home game until November 21st when the New Orleans Saints come here. So that would be, uh, you know something, a statistic, whatever you want to call it. And I think before that, it was 1983 before they went longer uh, without winning at home. So, you know, it's a big win. And I think to get this win, the Eagles are going to have to kind of, they're not going to have, they don't want to fall behind. They want to get the lead, get the crowd into it because memory serves. These three games they've lost at home, the crowd has been booing them by halftime. Yeah, they've fallen been... behind early. You want to get this crowd behind you from the start. And that means scoring early, getting a lead, 
being competitive and getting the crowd involved. And then maybe you can ride that wave into the second half for a win. Yeah. Um, and that's been part of the problem. I mean, if you look at the Eagles season to date, they've had the two good performances. It's almost like a sandwich. <laughs> week one and, and, and week eight against Detroit. And everything in between has been pretty, pretty poor football. There were a couple games they were in, San Francisco, Carolina, which is the other game they've won. And it's interesting. I think they probably outplayed San Francisco but lost the game. They probably got outplayed by Carolina but won the game. So those two games kind of evened each other out. Um, but they need a consistent performance. And, and, you know, the Kansas City game, the Tampa, game, Tampa Bay game, Dallas on the road, Las Vegas on the road. They got behind. They were losing big. And there was a lot of garbage time points, a lot of garbage time offense, to be honest. And they need to put together a, a four-quarter performance. We already talked about one matchup we like in favor of the Eagles. That's the running game against this Chargers defense that doesn't stop the run well. How about when you flip it over, John? What do you, what do you see as the key matchup for the Eagles defense versus the Chargers offense? Well, I think it's going to be interesting to see how JG kind of goes about this. Does he go back to playing the safeties, you know, in South Jersey, cover two? Um, <laughs> of what he's been doing against quarterbacks that can hurt you. Um, you know, this week it might be a better plan. And, and the reason I say that is because you know, Tom Brady is going to take what you give him, is going to go methodically down the field. I don't think that's a good plan against Tom Brady. Um, Justin Herbert's a much younger quarterback. You know, he wants to throw the football down the field. He doesn't have a ton of experience. So maybe if you force him to go 13, 14 plays and say, uh, no, we're going to take the big play away. Maybe he forces the ball and maybe you can turn it over that way. I think that's how he's going to go about it. We'll see how it shakes out. But I also think it might be a good plan this week because I think young quarterbacks are naturally going to try to press the issue and be impatient. And what I like is the Eagles defensive line. They had six sacks last week in Detroit. They knocked Jared Goff all over the uh, all over that Ford Field turf. I think they knocked him down 12 times. Um, and I think they can get to Justin Herbert. I really do. I think this offensive line isn't the best. I love the center, Corey Lindsley. Obviously, he's one of the best in the business. But they have a rookie left tackle with Sean Slater. Playing well, but he is a rookie coming into a Philadelphia environment, coming east. And the right tackle and the right guard just aren't very good, to be honest with you. Storm Norton no, yeah. and another rookie. Rookie, rookie fifth-round pick. I forget his name. Yeah, uh, me James, too. James, James something. Um, but I, I like that matchup with the Eagles' defensive line that, you know, Milton Williams had a, a kind of a, a marquee game against the Lions, finally put some stats up. I think this defensive line is going to be able to get to Phillip Rivers. My concern is who's going to cover Austin Eichler out of the backfield? What linebacker is going to be able to do that? Davion Taylor has the... Eric Wilson? No, no. Sorry. Oh, yeah, he's gone. T.J. Right. Edwards, that's the big knock on him. He can't cover. So that that's a concern of mine. But still... We'll get into our predictions here, and I'll start because I'm talking up, talking myself into taking the Eagles here with their offensive or their defensive line being able to possibly dominate. But I still like the Chargers in this game. 
like I said to start the show, Herbert concerns me. This pass defense has allowed quarterbacks to complete 80% of their throws. If, you're, if the ball's not hitting the ground, that's not a good sign. So I'm going to pick the Chargers in this one, 27-23. to 23. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, and they have skill position talent as well. It's not yeah. just Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen. Nick Sirianni raved about him today, how yeah. good he had him I back used to in coach the day. Him. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Said, used to coach him. Still on his teaching tapes. He's such a... A good player fundamentally, Mike Williams, Jared Cook, you mentioned Austin Eckler. Um, I love their skill position talent. I'm picking the Eagles though. And I'm picking the Eagles strictly because of odds and strictly because they're 0-3 at home and they got to win a home game and they're going to find a way to win a home game. I think it's going to be a one-score game late, 24-23 Eagles. Well, you know, there's not a cloud in the sky, but I think I saw a lightning bolt over there, John, <laughs> when you picked the Eagles, because I don't I don't think you've ever picked the Eagles. <laughs> I picked the Eagles uh, last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I was the one that picked yeah. the Lions, foolishly. But anyway, listen, that's our that's our deal for the, uh, for this this show. Thanks a lot for listening, and uh, uh, you know, make sure you follow John and me. We, we, you know, we have stories every single day, multiple stories at EagleMaven.com or www.si.com slash NFL slash Eagles. You can follow John on Twitter at J McMullen, uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Kratzy, K-R-A-C-Z-E. Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.